morning. Happy Friday. It is Friday in the Elm. Welcome to Love, Baths, Love Talk. I'm back. I'm here. Last night was great. <laughs> I had a good time. So yesterday, I, I rolled over to hear Susan Clinard speak over at uh, Yale Law School. I tell you, I, for somebody who's trying to get into law school, I sure spent a lot of damn time at that law school. Wait, I spent so much time at the law school that so many people know me that they already think I go there. <laughs> I don't go there. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not a student there. But I spent so much time there. And I know, like I know, I know the kids, I don't want to say kids, the students, and I know faculty and I know like administrative folks. Because we all, we are, you know, they we if you're in a community, you just see people. And and some of them know I'm in the Yale Access to Law School program. So, yeah, I've been on the campus a lot. I mean, I'm always somewhere, right? I mean, they'll say the same thing about, you know, uh, Southern Connecticut. Like, that. I mean, you know what I mean? So, it's just whatever. Anyway, I was over there yesterday to see uh, Susan Klinart uh, give a talk to uh, lawyers, uh, soon-to-be lawyers, which I, which, let me tell you why I like this on so many levels. I like this on so many levels because um, you gotta, you you gotta, you can't just have young people or uh, young people. So you can't have students narrowly thinking about law and just law alone. They've got to have some of the other parts of the world uh, into it. And y'all know how I feel about artists. When you have artists in the room, you get to think about solving problems very, very differently. And you get to look at the world very, very differently. And you get some sense of humanity in a way that you cannot see through torts. (laughs) And I don't know a damn thing about torts yet. I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on the radio. But Susan Clenard, um, what happens with artists is they bring you humanity on a plate on a platter. They bring you humanity on a platter. And whatever the platter is, that's the art form in which they bring it, right? So so uh, Susan Clinard's platter is sculpting. She could sculpt her ass off, let me tell you. And, uh, and so when you see, I mean, it's just fascinating to me that somebody could take something and, and make it into a living, breathing thing. Swear to God, when you look at this work, you 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 are moved by what you see. It calls your humanity to it up front. It, it that's what artists do. Her, Linda Meekins, uh, Shonda Holloway, and uh, all the artists that I know, photographer artists, mixed media artists, they all call your humanity to the stage, and you either address it or you look away. And if you love art, you're not going to look away and you're going to wrestle with whatever it is you're seeing, whether you like it or not, you're going to wrestle with it. And that is the whole point of artists and art, that we get to think about our humanity up close and personal for all the world to see. That's what I love about it. And this particular talk, uh, uh, the theme was, the theme is sculpting the human experience an artist's creative journey and community building, Susan Clinard. And I'm telling you, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, 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 titles and topics don't match. This matched perfectly. 
And so she had a slide presentation of the history of her of her artistic journey. You know, she was a social worker and she's not artistically trained. Like she didn't go to nobody's school. She wasn't sitting in Juilliard or no place. She was just, yeah. You know, God gives us talents. Sometimes God gives us talents that requires cultivation in a class. And sometimes God gives us talent that is cultivated from the very places that we exist. One is not better than the other. Not at all. We need different kinds of, you know, because some child is going to see or somebody is sitting in that audience or somebody that comes in contact with Susan Clinton, um is going to know that she did not step into somebody's university to learn how to do any of what she does. And somebody's going to hear that and have great hope for themselves. Or there'll be somebody who is sitting in classes and like, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to try that. Right. And that's, that's, and that's, that's how you change the world. That's how you change the world. So Susan Klinner, I don't know if you're listening to me this morning, girl, but I certainly enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed your, your talk yesterday. It was, it was damn good. And your pictures were gorgeous. And I, I, even I didn't know the extent of her work, you know, and her, and her care for community. I know her care for community, but I, you know, I didn't know her. I didn't know her in Chicago. I only know her here in New Haven. Um, and you know, I've spent time with her. I've been in her house, had dinner, all kinds of stuff. Love her husband, beautiful children, talk to them, know them, you know, all kinds of interactions. Uh, so, so, but I learned something sitting in there yesterday and the students have very, those Yale law students had very thoughtful questions and you could see, I, I was looking around the room and you could see they were really wrestling with what they were seeing and what they were hearing and they were engaged. So it, it makes me think, and I, I don't even know if their professor is like, get your ass up in here. I'll give you extra credit for something. I don't even know. And, and, and sometimes you got to use that kind of leverage. I would, um, but I could tell that these young people that were sitting in there, all the people that were sitting in there has some affection for artists and artistry. You could tell, you know, otherwise why would you come to an art talk? Uh, but you could tell, and uh, it was it was good. It was really good. I I enjoyed myself immensely, and uh, I couldn't stay to the bitter end because uh, I had to go and sit, have lunch in the Sukkot <laughs> with 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 the WNH with the NIH team, and uh, welcome to the new uh, the new hired hand uh in the space and so she she's gonna be there holding it down safe travels tom breen and lucy and marquisha to uh uh alicia swaby's uh uh after the wedding celebration kind of thing so that'll be very cool very very cool very very cool very very cool so uh so anyway so so i did that yesterday afternoon and then uh, I had some other stuff to do. And then uh, I went to the relaunch of A Better Way Foundation, uh, which was uh, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Quay Hudson uh, is the new executive director of. And uh, and it was really, really, really nice. Jelani Lawson, uh, who was the founder, was there and gave some remarks. He's so animated. <laughs> and, and enamored of my glasses. Okay, whatever, dude. Uh, so it was good to see him. 
I couldn't stay to the very end. I was sitting at the, I, and here's the crazy part. I was sitting at the lawyer's table. And by lawyer, I mean um, Alexis, uh, who runs uh, legal, New Haven Legal Aid. And she was there with her two beautiful sons. And and they were trooping it out. They was tired as all get out, but they was trooping it out. They was trooping it out for real. Um, and uh, and Robert Shyman's girlfriend, whose name escapes me, but um, I reckon, I knew who she was. So she we we sit next to you together, together. We took a picture, but she's now working for Legal Aid, and uh, which is I'm sure uh, no easy work. So anyway, uh, that's where we are. That's that. So last night was great. So Ife and I went. Uh, wonderful, wonderful evening, wonderful cocktail hour. Saw people that I know, of course. Uh, wonderful dinner. You know, when you go to Anthony's, they put it out for you. They put it out. They don't play around. They put it out. And uh, so uh, so it was really nice to hear from people. I just could not stay because it was getting very late in the hour. Uh, by the time I we left at about 1030. So, yeah. Uh, it was late, but I but it was a wonderful event, and I'm glad I got to go. Glad, glad, glad I got to go. Uh, it was wonderful. So high five to a better way foundation to your relaunch, uh, and 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 what they do is uh, they support fund and uh, 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 activism at at any level, you know. So good for them. Uh, and what they're what they're what they're trying to do, and the difference they're trying to make. So, uh, it's it was good to hear, and the and the folks that got an award, it was was good to good to know and good to see. Uh, it was really nice. So high five to all the awardees. So I'm I'm glad I was in the space tonight. Uh, I go to the bereavement uh, event on behalf of uh, New Haven Independent and WNHH uh, because uh, Paul Bass. Uh, can't go because you know it's Shabbat, so so he's not gonna he's not gonna go. So I'm gonna go, and uh, and Tom Breen and Lucy are you know making their way to the ATL. So uh, and and Harry is in Tennessee. So I'm you know I'm like the fifth man off the bench. <laughs> I'm the I'm the fifth man off the bench. So I'm I'm gonna go and. And accept the award for uh uh for for them tonight, and uh, that'll be nice. I'm I'm happy about that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm looking forward to it. So, and then uh, I think I'm gonna try to. The goal is to try to slip into uh, uh, Firehouse Twelve to catch uh, this wonderful concert of uh, of these women who are uh, playing tonight, 10 o'clock. So I'm, I'm hoping that this award thing will go uh, well enough where I can get away. They did send me, uh, they, Firehouse 12 did send me the, the thing. They tagged me in it. Uh, so I was like, all right, I could I could get there. You know, so so we'll see. We'll see how the, how the, how the, uh, how the night plays out, and if and if the bereavement people uh, if the bereavement people could get it together and have an award that goes by quickly, <laughs> so starts at six o'clock. I can't imagine that they want this thing to go 
till 10 o'clock. I can't imagine it. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. I'll do my level best and, uh, you know, represent as best I can. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what else is going on? So that so that was my night last night. I've been out every night this week, which which is no different than any, any other week. <laughs> I, I go out. I go out. I go. If you look at my refrigerator, you see a couple, three bottles of wine. One is a spark, a champagne, and then I don't know what else. There are no eggs. There are no. I think a lot of stuff has got to get thrown out. Which this weekend is the big clean out of the. Fridge, because I need a new fridge, because this fridge is dying. You know, it doesn't, it, it thaws everything, then it refreezes it, which cannot be good for anybody. So I have to go in and throw everything out. Uh, right now, I think it's probably in the refreezing stage, and then it'll thaw everything, and then it'll freeze everything again. It's just been doing that. So, you know, it, you can't, you cannot have food like that in your freezer. <laughs> So, uh, so my landlord already knows I have a stove issue too. Uh, my burners, I'm down to like one burner. The oven does not work at all. So they know. I mean, that. listen, I'm not even sweating it. Listen, it's not like I'm in here trying to like, woo, I'm cooking. I don't, I don't have anything to cook on. No, that is so not the case. And it does not look like I've missed a meal, not one bit. So there we are. So, uh... So, yeah, so I'm on a New Haven Independence site now, just taking a look-see, seeing what's happening. There's a there's a, uh, there's a a piece up on uh, uh, Hustlers. Uh, I guess that space that used to be uh, B's bookstore, you know, it used to be a, a walking truth bookstore. So uh, they got a little... I think this is right. I might, I might be wrong. I might. Alan Appel did a story on it, so yeah, this is the space. This is the space. I might, I might go in there. I, I, I hate the word. I hate that it's called hustlers vibe. But you know what? Luxury streetwear is a mood, so I might just go in there and support that brother, and buy something. I don't know what. I don't think they got fat girl clothes. Oh, there's a mural on the side. I haven't been down the side of the street only because um they you know they tore down the uh development next to it. And uh and so you can't really get down that street too well. So but I you know what I'm gonna pull up one day and see what's happening. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. I feel a way about the bookstore not being there. Because, you know, I used to live upstairs on the third floor. And uh, I just miss it. I just, I just miss it. So, anyway, life is good. I can't complain. Uh, man, Edmunds Duff is retiring? Hmm. We served on the board of aldermen's together. But she's retiring from... Uh, from being principal of Roberto Clemente Leadership Academy. High five. High five. I tell you, time just marches right on on. Just when you think you're getting a vibe for it. You know, 
something ends. So something ends. Something ends. Oh, say la vie. It's a lot going on. Say la vie. Uh anyway, let's move on. Uh, I I didn't watch any real news except to pay attention to the weather. I guess it's gonna start raining a little bit. Uh, maybe a little rainy here, but tomorrow definitely rainy. Uh, I don't have anything on the calendar for tomorrow. Well, I do have something on the calendar for tomorrow, which might get squashed. The uh, Hill Hill Neighborhood Festival is going to happen indoors at the Betsy Ross. Is it Betsy Ross? Whatever it is. In the Hill, in one of the schools. I think it's Betsy Ross. I could be wrong. Somebody correct me. Um, one of the, but in the school over there, off of, uh, off of, uh, Kimberly Howard in that area back that way, one of the schools. And I see the school in my mind because I've gone to it. They hold all kinds of stuff at the school. Do you know what I mean? So, so that might be good. 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 I mean, because the last time, uh, the last time that they uh, they were planning it, it rained in the summer. It rained on them, and then uh, and then it's gonna rain this weekend. So I don't know what it is about the hill. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the draw is. With the rain for the hill, but we're gonna do the best we can. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's the end of the week, and uh, uh, I got lots of stuff planned for next week, which I'll talk about like next week. Happy birthday, uh, Marsha Harrison! Marsha Harrison's birthday is today. She's one of my favorite favorite people on the planet. Seriously. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite people. And so is uh, Addis Maria Castillo. And uh, Leah Segedia. Uh, Happy birthday. Oh, all these birthdays. Yesterday was Kevin Walton's birthday. The day before that was Kathy Rouse. No, Kathy Rouse's birthday was yesterday too. So uh, all these people. And the woman who does my nails, Sammy, her birthday was two days ago, October 4th. So happy birthday to all the all the October babies. Happy birthday. Um, three days ago, October 3rd, was Carl Franz Williams, who owns Anchor Spa. And Carla Morrison, my dear friend from way back in the day, her birthday was October 3rd. Look at all these October people. All the cool kids. And so, and happy birthday tomorrow to the people who I won't be on the air to say happy birthday. My my uh, lucky thirteen sister uh, Diane Doris, happy birthday, uh, Melania, uh, Elizabeth, Nate Blair. I've not seen Nate Blair in a minute. Happy birthday, and Stacy Diaz, happy birthday. You know, Sunday, uh, then Kim Lam, who is a uh, now is a uh, becoming quite the romance writer. Susan Baxter, my soror. Kimberly Elizabeth, happy birthday to wherever you are. Benicia B on uh, WYBC, happy birthday. Zilla, man, 
Happy birthday. Mindy Engelbert. This is these are birthdays for next week. So I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna stop with Zilla and Mindy because their birthdays are Tuesday. And then I'll be back on air. I was just trying to get the ones whose birthdays was on Sunday, who uh I won't be on here to say happy birthday to. Happy birthday. I love birthdays. Well, people know I love a birthday celebration. And I do not leave it in the hands of people to plan a birthday celebration for me. I decide what I want to do and I just go do it. <laughs> I make a plan. I just think it's too much for I don't I don't think it is any sort of uh I don't think uh it shows my friends love me any more than they love me by them planning anything for me. I, I like planning my own birthday. I don't feel some kind of way. If I say to my friends, I like to go to dinner, they're like, okay, where do you want to go? That's it. They don't never say, oh, what do you want? They always ask, what do you want to do for your birthday? And they always know I, I'm going to want to do something. You know, I don't, I don't sit around and wait for them to plan my birthday. I didn't do it for my husband. I didn't do it for anybody. I, I learned at a very early age, if I want my birthday to go a certain way, I must plan it. I, I'm not one of these people that's delighted by people uh, planning things like that for me. I'm not delighted by that. You know, now if people want to do stuff fine. I'll show up. If somebody's like, my friend Ron Thomas threw me a surprise birthday party. <laughs> and so, uh, and he and he did it so slick. And I, I didn't catch on. I'm in the party and didn't catch on. <laughs> he was like, oh, uh, I got to go by such and such a so we, we he's like oh i have to run by barnes and noble on our way to dinner we're going to dinner for my birthday i was like i was like okay whatever ron what whatever so he runs into barnes and noble he comes out with a bag or whatever i was like okay he's like they were holding something for me i needed to get it x y and z he just made this elaborate story and then he's like oh i have to run by stop and shop on our way to dinner and i'm like okay whatever and I, and it didn't it didn't cross my mind because he's like that right like so he was not out of character so i was like okay so then he was like um um i told sharon sharon and tim were friends of ours that i would stop by stop and shop and pick up something she asked me to run by she's not feeling well i want to drop i'm just going to drop this by just you know and they they lived in the ninth square in uh, a wonderful apartment, one of the first apartments uh, in the ninth square before they built all that high rise foolishness. So I was like, okay. So we park, we go upstairs, and uh, and we get in the apartment. And I see, I see my sister, my cousins, I see all these people. <laughs> so I go, well, what is happening here? I'm not invited. <laughs> And they go, surprise. <laughs> Throw me a birthday party. I was about to feel away. Like, why are they gathered and I'm not gathering here? Like, why are they gathered and I'm not invited to this to this gathering? And there was food out and everything. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, surprise. I was just like, oh my God. I was just like, I was about to get heated because I was like, why are they gathering and I'm not invited to this, Sharon? They were like, surprise. I was like, Ron, you got me good. He did. 
He did. He got me really good. And he and he was the orchestrator of this whole thing. Let's throw Babs a surprise birthday party. It was great. It was wonderful. It was so nice. <laughs> uh, ever since then, I was like, no, no, I'm gonna handle my own birthdays. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna handle my own birthdays from now on. Because I, I never want to uh you know, I because I think there was a moment where I, I didn't have any, I didn't have friends who I thought were good enough to to think about my birthday in the right kind of way. I I don't think I did. I don't think I had friends like that. I mean, I always had friends, uh, but there was a moment where I was just like, I didn't really know the value of friendship. So, uh, but I did. Not, not I'm not. That's not connected to the Sharon Ron story. That's that's just. Just, just a sidebar. Um, but I, I always like the idea of, of thinking about what I want to do for my birthday and then just gathering people to sort of want to do it. You know, like I had birthday party at Amoy's. That was great. Uh, I mean, I've had some really great birthdays. And, uh, you yeah, know, always done some good stuff. So, you know, I don't even know. I can't even tell you what the birthdays were like. I'd have to go back. Uh, birthday in Paris by myself, uh, birthday at Amoy's, birthday in Marrakesh, jeez, uh, I don't even know, birthday on the porch, uh, gosh, birthday's all over the damn place, so, uh, you know, birthday, birthday, so I love celebrating my birthday, that's it, and uh, I like to, I like what I like. So, so as I think about 61, uh, and it's never too early to start thinking about that. I was like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? We'll see. I mean, I got some things and I got some, I'm percolating on some things. We'll see what happens. You know, I was like, you know what? We'll see what, see where, where the world takes us. Right now, what's in front of me is law, law, law school applications. And I told you a couple of days ago, I was feeling the way because my LSAT scores are not where, and there, and listen, there's no magic number to the LSAT. Let me be clear. There's no number that will whatever. I mean, there are numbers that will whatever, but there are no numbers that will whatever. And when you look at the averages, the the, the median range of law schools, the ones that I want to go to, I mean, I might be in the range of some of them at the low, low end of the range. So I don't know. But I was feeling a way. And I really was feeling like, I might just need to give this up. Because, you know, this is just going to be, uh, I don't know. And then and then the next thing I know, God is, you know, because I believe God is still speaking. God is still speaking. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I saw Alexis. I saw Addis. And everybody's wishing me all these good wishes. I was on Yale's campus. And, uh, and I, I don't think I could say in good conscience, I'm ready to quit right now. I can't quit. Not, I don't even want to quit, but I can't quit, even if I felt like I think I might want to quit. And, and I only say might want to quit only because I'm scared. It's just a fear. It's just a reactionary fear thing, you know, because I just was hoping for a better second, second LSAT score and I didn't get it. So, so then I have to think about, you know, well, what will this mean and how will I pay for this? And then, and this is where you get lost in the woods. Because everything in the Bible tells you, when you don't listen to God and you just wandering in the woods, 
You're just wandering in the woods. I'm not Jewish, but I know something about wandering in the woods. And I think worry, I think worry is wandering in the woods because worry can't bring you a damn thing. <laughs> Worrying can't bring you X or Y. Worrying keeps you wandering in the woods. And when you are worrying, you can't hear God. Swear to God, you can't hear God when you are worrying. Worrying is the antithesis of prayer. It is. It is the antithesis of prayer. So if you're worrying about something, that means you have no belief in prayer. You have not. You are tuning God out. It's like you put your headsets in, you know, your air, your earbuds in. You're like, I don't want to hear nothing but the worry. <laughs> or as my grandmama would say, you just listen to the devil. <laughs> And I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. And you know, and this is where spiritual maturity and spiritual muscles come into play. So when you wander in the woods, you pull out your damn GPS, you know, and be like, okay, oh, I do, I do serve a God that calls and sins. And if I'm messing around in the woods with worry, I can't hear the call and I can't be sent anywhere. See what I'm saying? So when I get like that, I got to look for the guidepost. And damned if I didn't find them. One, two, three. And usually three is the lucky number. But sometimes God will give me a couple of more for good measure. You know, like to slap upside the head, like, you going to get these guideposts. <laughs> so so, so now I'm back in my, my spirit about going to law school. Because I, I really, I really was sinking a little bit because these LSAT scores. And when I was talking with my my mentor, Jimmy, I just, I came away not feeling good. And not because of anything she said. It, was, she, it wasn't because of what she said. It was in spite of what she said that I was starting to drag myself down a slope. And then I was like, you bad for Ivy, bitch. <laughs> I'm, come on, come on. You have had tougher fights. Oh my God. You have climbed up. I tell you, uh, when we went back to uh, we went back to Saturday Academy for uh the Yale Access to Law School program, uh, Professor Foreman was outside with his with his uh beats on his ears. And he was like, Baz, I've been thinking about you. He's like, I got the song for you. <laughs> James Foreman is a funny, funny guy. He's like, Baz, I, I've been thinking about you, and I got a song for you. So he put his beats on my head so I could listen. And you know what it was? I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. <laughs> I'm doing my best to make it in. <laughs> I'm climbing up the rough side. Of the mountain. <laughs> it's like, he's like, Babs, that's your song right there. I was like, was like damn if it ain't. <laughs> so, so this morning I woke up and I was like, last night I went to bed, I was like, I got this. I'm going to write my personal statement over. Because Addis was like, I thought you'd be finished that personal statement by now. I was like, oh, I didn't have to. I was like, Addis Castillo, if you're listening to me, and I know you're not. I had a I had one, but it needs work. And so this weekend is my commitment to my personal statement. That's my commitment. 
And uh, I think I'm going to go in a different direction um, uh, because uh, I've got to, uh, I've got to be extraordinary. I am already extraordinary, but it has to be conveyed in my personal statement. I think that's the, I think that's what it is. And, uh, and I, and I know how to do that. I think I know how to do that. I think. And if I don't know, I'm going to work on it all weekend. So I'm going to do, do a couple of things. I'm going to, Put away summer clothes and work on my personal statement. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. Because uh, I spent a couple of hours wandering in the woods. And that's not where I need to be. And there's a call on my life that I know, that I've always known. And I've always followed the direction. And even when I was in the darkest moments, even when I was in the abyss of things, and God knows I've been at the bottom of the well too many times to tell you, uh, I always know how to put one foot forward. Even if I don't have the strength to think about the staircase or the road ahead, I always found enough strength to take this one step more. And then when you stay, when you take one step more, you know, something happens. You, 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 you find the will and the strength and the nourishment to take one more step. And the light, there's a little bit of light that you start to sort of see that starts to grow and the horizon starts to lay out in front of you. And it no longer feels daunting. It feels like this is a race I could run, right? This is a damn race I could run. And I'm on this path and I'm going to do it. And, you know, and then you, and then you start thinking about the ancestors you know, pushing you and guiding you and directing you, baby, you can't lose. I can't lose when I, even if I lose, I win. It doesn't matter. So I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to put everything out there and we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to start worrying about how to play, pay for uh, uh law school just yet. Right now I've got to put all the things in place to make the best possible case for somebody letting me in their law school. That's what needs to happen. And then I'll figure out how to dance on tables to get some money. <laughs> shake it that ass, shake it that ass, shake it that ass, shake it that ass. That's a Prince song. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's a Prince song. <laughs> Sexy. Yes. So that's where I'm at. That's that's where I'm at, people. So I I I I'm I'm better. I'm telling you, when you wander in the woods. You you don't got no you don't have no if you don't have any spiritual muscle or spiritual leaning or spiritual maturity you will be in those woods for forty years or forty nights or forty days or whatever it is before you realize oh let me lift my eyes up into the heaven from where my strength comes seriously you know and uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, and I'm, I only say this stuff to tell you, that's how I come. That's how I got over. This is how I got over. This is how I walk the world. This is how I walk the world. This is how I am sustained. This is how I thrive and overcome. This is how I fight battles. This is how I stand strong. This is how I am rooted. This is how I, I bend, but don't break. I yield. That's how I do it. You know? And I don't, I don't, I let things wash through me and down me, 
you know, I don't, I'm not, no. So I can't say no when God says yes. <laughs> hey, that, that ain't going to help. I can't say no when God say yes. Because if God say, this is the path, who am I to turn around? I can't turn around. You know, you know, you know, I was in, in the moments when it gets very desolate. I come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. Oh, 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 I can't turn around. I come this far. Yep, that's it. That's it. Those words right there. And then I immediately feel the hand of God through my body. Right now, I feel it. I feel it. That's why I don't, I'm not, I lean on the shield of, you know, Christ. And we just on Christ, on this rock I stand. And my Pentecostal roots peak up a little bit. I'm no singer, but I'll sing a good hymn if it gets me moving. That's and that's how I that's what I mean. You know, if you don't if you don't have some spiritual leaning, if you don't have something to lean on, if you don't have a rock of salvation, if you don't have something, the word, I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be the Bible or the Torah or you know uh Sanskrit, whatever. It could be, it could be a good ass poem that uh has moved some meaning to you. It could be a song that moves you, but you got to stand on something, particularly when the winds are blowing so hard and you can't see, you can't see and you can't hear. And so when you in that moment of desperation, you could do desperate things. I know I've done desperate things. You know, I've done desperate things. Uh, and, and, and paid a heavy price for desperate things. And and I'm not just talking about going to prison or any of that, or the public humiliation of that and all of that. It's not even that it's, it's, you know, just making decisions that are, are, that, that don't bring you closer to the things that you say will make your life better. You know, you know, and I'm a thinking woman and, and sometimes, sometimes your thinking fails you. And what do you have if you cannot think your way out of a situation? That's where faith comes in, right? That's, that's, it is unseen evidence (laughs) of a, of a, of a higher, higher handed work, a higher handed work. And, uh, and sometimes uh, you got to lean on that. Sometimes you got to, you got to lean on that. But if you don't know to lean on that, you're not going to lean on that. And you're still going to be in your head trying to think stuff through. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to lean on. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Child, you could be learned all you want. But sometimes your learning will fail you. And so, I mean, any good movie, any good dystopian movie, you know, the, the, the scientists, the astronauts, the warriors, they all do their very best with every skill set that they have within them. But in those final moments, in those last moments, in those moments where it counts, guess what they do? They lean on hope and trust and faith 
always. That is the heart of every damn good dystopian story, every Justice League story, every Marvel DC comic book story, every every story, every story that has some kind of triumph in those moments when when skill set and intellect fail you, what you got? And this is what I want people to understand when they don't give their children a foundation of something of spiritual substance that they don't have they don't have anything to stand on when they are when their minds are troubled or when they find themselves trying to make decisions on intellect and skill alone and i'm not trying to guilt people i'm just like you know you got to you got to there there's something to this thing you know and i'm not trying to be no zealot and I'm no evangelist, let me tell you, I damn sure ain't. Uh, but I do know, I do know that there's some other, some other sense of being that that is uh just after intellect and skill fail. There's some other 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 entity that has to be cultivated and looked at. Seriously, that's that's what it is. So you can go look up Hebrews uh, eleven one, and you know now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You know, I'm just saying. So, so yeah, so I, I, I was wandering in the woods for a day, after you know, not even a whole day, but. I was feeling the way after I took my, after I saw the LSAT scores and, and I could feel myself starting to spiral down because I, because I, I had put in so much work and uh, I put in so much work and I feel like I, I just failed myself. And then, you know, you have to do the work of figuring out what is that about for you? Like, what did you think you failed at? And, and, and do you think that the work you put in was for not? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. You know, did I put in enough work? Maybe not. Maybe I should have put in a little bit more work. Maybe that's what I get to say. But this is not the time. But right now, because it's over, it's not the time to go back and beat yourself up about what happened. The score is what it is. You got one great score and one not so great score. And so what are you going to do? Right. When skill and intellect fail you, what are you going to stand on? Well, faith and hope and talent. That's it. Faith, hope, talent. You know, because I feel like I got a strong spiritual self. And, uh, and, you know, I do my due diligence. I talk to the people who I need to talk to about this. And I listen. And I listen. And I listen to hear the sound of God. When people are talking to me, I listen, particularly when I'm seeking answers for something. I listen closely to hear a phrase or 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 word or phrasing of a word that I know indiscriminately it is God speaking. I I've, I'm a, I can't tell you how many countless times I've heard God speaking in ordinary conversations, in ordinary ass conversations. I've heard God speaking and I, and I would quickly, oh, <laughs> and the person who was speaking to me had no idea 
that they are the vessel for God's calling on my life in that moment. They don't even know. I tell you, I serve a God that calls and sins. So, so when I'm listening to, to when I'm when I'm struggling with something or wrestling with something, and, and I'm talking to somebody, and I, I can tell you when God sends somebody, because they'll say something. And it will just, I, it'll just lightning through my body. I say, oh, okay, God. Because <laughs> God will be like, Babs, chick, I have not forsaken you. I was there with you when you were being harmed as a child. I was with you in the jail cell. I was with you in court. I was with you when you adopted children. I was with you when you got married. I was with you when you got divorced. I was always with you, Babs. I was like, okay, God. Okay, all right. I guess you're right. <laughs> All right. Yes. I see the damn footprints in the sand. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I, 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 I feel much better. You know, now it doesn't, now this doesn't mean that I won't fall back down the, back down the hill a little bit. I might, who knows? I lost the earring last night at, uh, Amaranti's. Yeah, it was the earring. I was pet, a pair of earrings that uh, Marquisha gave me for my birthday. I lost one. I left it on the table because it had fallen on the floor. I saw it and uh, it wouldn't go back in my ear. So I put it on the table. But when we left last night, uh, it was still. Uh, I left it on the table. I thought I slipped it in my bag. I thought I slipped, slipped it in my bag, but I guess I didn't. So I'm a little, I'm a little bummed by that. I really like those earrings. So who knows? Maybe it'll turn up. Maybe it'll show up. Maybe it'll make its way to me or whatever. Who knows? We'll see. Stranger things have happened. Do you know what I mean? Stranger things have happened. So anyway. Um, it is the weekend, babies. It is Friday. It is the 6th of October. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but it's Friday. And I try not to like, I told myself I was going to be done living for Fridays. But there's something sweet about a Friday. I don't, and I, I have best jobs on the planet. Best jobs. Best, best, best job. I love, love, love what I do. I would do this on Saturday if I was called to do it. Not a problem. But there's something sweet about a weekend. I don't know what it is. I think because we are, we have been, uh, uh, and thank you unions for the weekends. Uh, I think we have been, uh, you know, just trained through hundreds and hundreds of years of, you know, the weekend. <laughs> I don't care how much you love your job, like your job, love, 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 you know, it's just the weekend and it just does something to you. So, oh. You know, I, I I think every day is a weekend as far as I'm concerned. I, I act accordingly like that. But there's something sweet about a Friday. And something even sweeter about a Friday night. You got stuff to do. It's like, ooh, I got something to do. So, and uh, and yesterday under uh, Paul Bass Sukkot, you know, he made a really great soup. And a little kale salad kind of thing. But what was the star was the apples. They get these particular apples um, that only... I guess are harvested this time of year and they're crisp and they're not terribly sweet, but they're sweet enough, but they got a crispness to them. So you're like, Ooh, it feels, it just feels like a bit of luxury in your mouth. 
you know what I mean? Like it just feels like uh it feels like uh a bit of luxury. So yeah. So yeah, so tonight, uh Teria Janor and Angelica Sanchez, they are performing tonight. Uh 8 30, 10 30, 8 30 and 10 o'clock at the uh at Fairhouse 12. Uh, so I'm going to try to get there. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know them. So I'd like to check their music out. And maybe when I uh, when I when I go on break in the next two minutes, I'm going to go look them up and s listen to their music. And if they have a CD, I might get it. <laughs> I'm, I stay buying CDs. <laughs> I stay buying CDs, let me tell you something. Because I love music all around me. And uh, and I have to fix my Echo Dot. It is not catching the Wi-Fi. I don't know why it's not doing it. It's getting on my nerves. So I think I'm going to have to unplug it all together and let it sit out for a minute and then try to plug it in again and see if it finds the Wi-Fi. I don't, I don't know what's happening. So... Anyway, that's the story I'm telling. That's the story I'm sticking to. And uh, I'm going to take a break. Nora's going to play some music. to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Friday! 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 
yes, I, I did look up the, uh, the, the, the the women that are playing tonight at Firehouse 12. I think I'm going to dig it. So hopefully uh, the awards thing tonight for the bereavement folks will go well. I'm, I would imagine that they will wrap up by 9.30 so they can have a full-on party and I can bounce up out of there after that, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let me see what else is going on. Uh, we're coming up on, I guess we don't call it Columbus Day anymore. We call it Indigenous People's Day or World Indigenous People's Day or uh, Indigenous People's Day, which I think is, is that Monday? Indigenous People's Day is Monday. So that's a holiday. So I, I imagine uh, we're not on air Monday. So I don't know. Are we not on air Monday, Nora? I, use, I think we have that day off. It's a holiday because nothing will be open. So, you know, you know, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, let me see. Oh, she's texting me because this girl will not get on air ever again in her life. Good question. <laughs> I think we have it all. I think we take this day off. I think we do. If not, I'm happy to be on. I've got indigenous poets. So I could do some indigenous, read some indigenous poetry. That's fine. I don't need it all. I'll be happy to be here. I don't know. When is Harry due back? I don't think Harry's due back till Tuesday, Wednesday. So. You know, so if it's on you, Nora, if you if you want to be if you want to be rocking and rolling, let me know. You let me know, Nora. <laughs> I do what you say do. Oh, he's back on third. Oh, so you ride a shotgun. So if you want Monday off, let's take it off. I'm I'm good with that. I I'm gonna still be working no way anyway. So you know, okay, all right, girl, all right. Well, then you know what? Let's uh. Let's rock Indigenous People's Day. I think we could do that. Let's rock some Indigenous People's Day. Yeah, we'll see how we feel. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, Mondays, a holiday can be more work than it ought to be. You know. And my, my drive time crowds ain't listening to me. Because they're not driving into work. Um, and so, so maybe we could play play a show that we've already heard. I don't know. We'll see. I'll decide at the end of this show. I'll say, I'll be back on Tuesday. Enjoy Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> and then I'll come back and cel celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day uh, on Tuesday. I think I'll talk about it. Like I'll come with some some stories and poetry and you know see what happens indigenous people's day so uh yeah i'm not too worried about the government shutting down uh i am worried about uh i am worried about the people who you know, uh, the the congressional folks will get their checks if the government shuts down. I know they 
post, you know, they got a stop gap until November something or other. But the folks on the ground, they won't get back pay or any of that kind of stuff. You know, the folks that clean and, you know, keep the place open and running, they won't get back pay. I think that's grossly unfair. I wish somebody would say to congressional leaders, you know what? How about we put your, your paychecks on the chopping block? We think y'all make too much money. Imagine if we said that. I don't even know. I don't even know. So, anyway, uh, let me tell you what's going on in Black America. Let me let me see some news in Black America. Uh, oh, you know, I have a whole news site that I could go to for uh, news in the Black Black community. Uh, let me see if I can get to it. Yes, I can. See what's happening in the in the in, in Black America. Because you know we care about things a little differently than our white sisters and brothers. Oh, we care about things, don't get me wrong. But some of the things we care about are just a little bit uh different. I love this a better way foundation pin. This is pretty. This rose gold is everything. Just FYI. So uh I don't know, is, is Biden catching heat for supporting historically black colleges? Is he catching heat for that? So uh I guess they held a they had a round they had a round table discussion inside the Roosevelt Room at the White House with the Board of Advisors on historically black colleges and universities. And the event included key figures like Tony, Dr. Tony Allen, chair of the Board of Advisors and Delaware State uh, University president, and Mayor Steve Benjamin, director of the White House Office of Public Engagement. So uh, so there's a whole story. And, uh, and this is what their, this is what their uh, recommendations uh, are centered on, four critical tenets uh, set by the Biden and uh, by President Biden and Vice President Harris. One, infrastructure investment, which yes, the, that this encompasses physical and te technological infrastructure aiming to align the quality of living and learning space with the top tier education that HBCUs offers. Meaning the campuses need some help. These buildings need some help. And, uh, uh, yeah, learning is happening. But, you know, as we learned in New Haven, uh, uh, a nice school is a nice school. A nice school helps children prepare. And so HBCUs, you know, they need money to build up and clean up and take care of, you know, crumbling buildings. <coughs> uh, research capacity building. That, uh, that means that, uh, they need, uh, that, you know, the HBCUs have unique, uh, expertise across diverse disciplines. And that numerous institutions uh, are poised to retain R1 status. <coughs> Excuse me. Connected pathways. The president and vice president advocacy for industrial, for industry collaboration ensures that HBCU students have genuine opportunities from matriculation to graduation studies. And we're starting to sort of see those relationships with Google and, um, uh, uh, a couple of other big heavy hitters um, that are partnering around, particularly around science and technology and STEM and those kinds of things. 
uh, we're starting to see those partnerships and solely working with HBCUs around a couple of things. So I've been running those stories in the, in the inner city for quite some time. And number four, HBCU preservation, preser, preservation and growth. Um, given their pivotal role in African-American students' upward mobility, preserving and expanding HBCUs remains paramount. Because let me tell you something, contrary to what people say, and there are still people out there who think that HBCUs are second class. I mean, just look at your vice president, for God's sake. You know, but you, you don't even, and that's just recent, but you can go all the way back. I mean, black colleges have, have, have already put in the work, done the work, and shown that they, you know, Meharry Medical School turns out all the black doctors. The majority of the black doctors in this country are between what, Meharry and Howard? So, you know, uh, uh, they're necessary. They are necessary. Uh, um, but, you know, we got to funnel more money to these schools so the kids could go to these schools uh, because and while overall college is out of reach for many, historically black colleges have always been uh, aff affordable enough where uh, folks can get quality, 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 quality education uh, without, you know, going into a ridiculous amounts of debt like they do at private white institutions. Uh, but still, but even with that said, uh, historically black colleges are, are, are still a little price point out of the way for a lot of people. And I know they do a lot of work at trying to make college accessible to everyone who wants to attend. Uh, but the cost of colleges, as we know, is expensive. I don't care where you go. You know, so, you know, anyway. Uh, anyway, they've got a four- or four-pronged approach to the things that they're thinking about for historically black colleges. And I think I'm going to run with this story next week uh, in the inner city because I think the more that I think about, uh, the more that I think about historically black colleges, and there's enough historically black college graduates in New Haven. Uh, I mean, even so much so that the New Haven Promise has a component of scholarship funds for uh, for kids going to historically black colleges um, and that relationship. So that's a big deal. That's a, that's a big deal. So, uh, because I, I always felt that way and I always thought that way. And if, if I could be a little bit more philanthropic and I can't, but I wish I would funnel more money into that uh, because I think um, historically black colleges uh, I think kids, particularly kids of color, need a buffer of the world before they get into the world. And they need some shoring up, as as folks used to say, some shoring up uh, before they get into the world of, you know, uh, white supremacy and white dominance. You need some shoring up. And uh, HBCUs do that. Uh, and so I, I encourage any, any young person, and I know... You know, listen, we are, we are, we are full of pride when our kids go to any college. We're full of pride if our kids go to Yale and Princeton and Harvard and, you know, uh, and, uh, Vassar and all the, all the Ivy Leagues. We are, you know, we are, we are elated when they get into schools, um, that are not historically black colleges. 
uh, because those are the schools that they're cho- choosing. Um, and oftentimes those schools can 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 make it an easier journey fiscally, financially, than historically black colleges. We got a long way to go. We have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Uh, but, you know, as we've seen time and time again through the course of history, that people are up for the fight. They're up for the challenge. They're up for the walk. They're up for the run. They're up for it. We've been up for it for a long time. So so I, I will tell you uh, uh, the cast of characters that are coming on next week. I can't tell you that. Uh, I've got um, I've got Robert Reardon coming on. He is a couples therapist, and he's going to talk about uh, intensive, immersive therapy for couples. You know that they can do in a weekend that would do the same amount of work that they would do in a thirteen weeks of weekly sessions. I don't know. Do you put security guards at the door? I don't know. I I can't wait to have that conversation. So that's Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday. I've got um, Karen Droves, and she works for, uh, uh, they're going to come on and they're going to talk about the domestic violence walk. And we're going to talk a little bit about the domestic violence and why it's important to raise money and to stay diligent about this. As we have seen in, in it just recently with, you know, people being uh, murdered by their spouses. Uh, and then, and then, uh, And then I've got the uh, the other Malik Jones on Thursday, so I'm going to be talking to them. Remember, I talked, I was, I sat in on their on their webinar the other night, and uh, they're going to be my guests next Thursday. And we're going to talk about uh, I don't even. This brother did 31 years for a crime he didn't commit, and uh, in Connecticut, uh, overall, it's 30 people that have been exonerated, and and half of those were from New Haven, a little more than half from New Haven. I, I'm still thinking about that common thread. What is the what is the what is the uh, lowest common denominator? What is the connecting thread and all that? And then on the Friday the thirteenth, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I got a good week of talking. And le- listen, I am a, I am a, I am a facilitating some conversations. Uh, in the evenings, I want y'all to know about. Uh, I am doing uh, uh, the independent reviewers that after uh, the, on Wednesday, the eleventh, because um, you know the New Haven Independent has launched independent reviewers, and there's a couple of folks from around the country who are going to be in our city uh, from the New York Times and from some other all points, other places, and they're gonna talk about you know how do you review art and art and all this other kind of stuff, which is Something I love talking about more than anything. And then the New Haven Docs uh, uh, kicks off. And uh, I hope people come to that. I'm going to be, they're going to be screening Black Barbie. I'm going to be hosting the conversation with the director of that film. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, there's an evictions conversation that's going on. And uh, that's coming up. Uh, the following week, I believe. And then Friday the 13th, which for you creepy Halloween people, you love Friday the 13th. Okay. You got it. So, so yeah, so I'm doing a, I'm doing a solving Connecticut's eviction crises 
panel on Monday the 16th. So 6, 6.15. It's vir that's virtual. So you can go look around and see where it is and uh, log in. It'll be a good conversation. And I've already heard from people who are saying they want to uh, hear about, you know, their landlords and they want to hear what, what what's this about. So, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, so we'll 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 keep it rocking and rolling up in here. You know, as we as we march into the fall, march into the fall, march, 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 march into the fall. I mean, we're in the fall. We are in the fall, and uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but you know we are here for it. And uh, even though it's going to be rainy, I think Sunday is your best bet to be outside frolicking. So if you got outdoor events on Friday, sad Sunday, I think you're good. Saturday, I think it's going to be a wash. It's going to be a wrap if you got outside stuff, you know. So so we'll see what happens. I mean, I. I'm, I'm trying to plan my my day accordingly, you know, uh, so that I get the max the maximum use of time, so I can get some things done. And I really have to put away uh, winter clothes, which I think I'm about to do, and uh, I do some cleaning up because God knows, I am uh, I have a lot of messy mess mess, so I'm just gonna clean up some stuff. And uh, break it down, break it down, break down. So anyway, uh, back to uh, black news and black. Uh, so the the, sister, the the woman that they've uh, that uh, uh, Governor Newsom replaced uh, uh, Senator Feinstein with uh, is a sister, and her name is uh, Lafonza Butler. And I think she's being sworn in, or she's been sworn in. She's already sworn in. Uh, and he had promised that he would put a black woman in that seat. Uh, I think there were some rumblings that he wasn't going to do that. I mean, he had said he would do it. But then, you know, everybody was floating their own sort of the candidates or whatever. Uh, but, you know, true to his word. Because, you know, black women out here saving everybody. So, uh, so I think she gets sworn in at some point. So she's been serving as the president of Emily's List, which is amazing and incredible. The fundraising platform that supports and funds women candidates and amplifies issues that disproportionately impact women. Emily's List was founded in 1985 by Ellen Malcolm and founding members Barbara Boxer, Ann Richards, Ann Wexler, and uh, Donna Shalala. From 1985 through 2008, Emily's List has raised over $240 million for uh, political candidates. Baby. So, so the move by Newsom could assist him if he should run for higher office in 2024 or 2028. Newsom has been rumored to be on a short list of Democratic candidates who could run for president if for some reason Biden or Harris are not options. But Newsom was recently asked about running for president and switched topics to policies that he believed the party could be focused on. And so LaFonta Butler 
will be yet another addition to the Congressional Black Caucus, which is now on the brink of having 60 members for the first time in its history. Can you imagine that? Oh, shoot. That, now, listen, that becomes quite powerful because the strength in numbers, right? So through the current membership of the Congressional Black Caucus is 58. And one more member is all but certain to either to enter Congress in Rhode Island after the resignation in May of Congressman uh, Davis Cicilline. And so former Biden White House Office of Intergovernmental Affairs Deputy Director Gabe Amo won the Democratic nomination for uh, Ciccolini's seat. And the, and the election is November 7th. OK, so so Butler will be the only black woman in the Senate. Listen to me. Listen to me again. Butler will be the only black woman in the Senate. But Delaware con Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester is expected to win the Senate seat vacated by Senator Tom Carper. Carper announced the that he would not run for re-election in 2024. And Rochester announced shortly after, afterwards that she would run for Carper's seat. And so throughout her career, uh, so throughout the career, LaFonza Butler has been a strong voice for working families, LGBTQ rights, and a champion for increasing women's representation in politics. So she says, I'm honored to welcome. So, uh, so the governor said, I'm honored to welcome her to the United States Center, Senate. Uh, governor Newsom's swift action ensures that Californians maintain full representation in the Senate as we navigate a narrow Democratic majority. And so I look forward to working together to deliver for the people of California, wrote California U.S. Senator uh, Alex Padilla in a statement. So there you have it. So, so this is why this is why uh, uh, politics is so important. Although politics, as we know it, is changing as fast as we can imagine, um, and it's uh, scary. Uh, but at least uh, the Democrats walk into. States, you know, walk into numbers uh, that they've never seen before, and uh, and I'm telling you, that's a that's a good tool of power. So, so high five, uh, Lafonta Butler, and uh, give them hell. Make make uh, Miss Feinstein proud, which I I know you will. So, the the great debate is going on as we speak. Uh, I wish we could live stream it because it would be kind of cool to sort of, you know, live stream it a little bit. Uh, it's the NAACP Connecticut Great Le Great Debate, and I believe it's uh Yale and Howard. I think it's a Yale Howard thing. I think so. You know, it's a big deal, big big deal, big deal. Yeah, so. Anyway, while I'm quiet, I'm just getting ready. Uh, just thinking about all the things that I'm thinking about. And it's Friday, so. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a filmmaking panel, filmmaking workshop number one, Independent Filmmaking 101. So it's got uh, LaDonna Humphrey, Uneven Ground, Hanan, Hannah Moots, What Time I Got, social media that time i got social media and stephen deese uh i am uh shakespeare so it's saturday october 14th 10 a.m at the name free library so if you're up next saturday october 14th and you want to know how to make films or you want to hear about how to make films 
That might be one to go to. That might be the one to go to. So I might be out and about in these streets all day on, on the 14th. Well, because it's my mother's birthday and it would give, it would give me great pleasure to just sort of carry her in my spirit for the day as I move about the city. Cause you know, next weekend I'm having the uh, Afrofuturism uh, uh, summit food discussion at Next Haven. And then the Amplify the Arts is, uh, is from like 12 to like whatever. So that's the hand in Amplify the Arts. And it's going to be at the Eli Whitney Barn. Um, and so you should go because uh, my friend, my soror and great love Karima puts a lot of work into this. So you should go to that. So I think I, I think I have a lot I could, I could lock into. I, there's a lot I could lock into. I'm excited. I'm excited, you know. Uh, yeah. So let's get ready. I mean, it's gala season. We're in it. And uh, there's a lot going on. I think the fall is more busier than the summer. Well, at least they run a neck and neck. If you thought you was going to relax with the fall, you are mistaken. There's all kinds of stuff to get into. <laughs> Festivals, galas. And then we run right smack into holiday season. You know, the holiday parties. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle. You know, which I love. Which I love. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. So... So, yeah, so there's a lot going on. Pick and choose accordingly. Pace yourself. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So go to some things, not all things. See how you feel. You know, I never want to be too tired to go out because I just feel like when you're too tired to go out, you just march into your grave. <laughs> I'm not ready to do that yet. Like, I want to, I want to be engaged. I don't want to just sit on a couch and do nothing. I, sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes that is quite useful to sit, be still, and do nothing. But but that but that's not how I want to. That can't be the standard order of, of 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 engagement, you know. And I'm not suggesting that people go party and hang out all the time. But I do think there are some things that you could just go see and check out and be a part of and immerse yourself in because it opens you up and and it, it you know it, it creates more neurons in the brain to sort of think about things deeply and. You know, all kinds of things. So, you know, get up off that thing and dance till you feel better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better. Get up off of that thing. I mean, seriously. You know, get out and see some of the city. I love the city. And if you love the city, there's so many good things to offer. And, you know, here's the thing about this town. You could go for 20 minutes or something and be like, okay, I saw this. I'm out. And no one would be like annoyed. So that's all. That's that's it. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk this week about uh, Tupac. Uh, there's a piece that we got a piece up on the uh, on the inner city news about uh, prosecutors charged Nevada man for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Now, this cat has been running around for years and years and years talking about he was in the car and all this other kind of stuff. I don't know. I haven't gotten into it. And, I, and I'm still not over the fact that Tupac was shot. And here we are so many years later. It's ridiculous to me. Uh, painful to me. But, you know, no case is a closed case. You know, no murder case is a closed case. Uh, uh, there's no closed cases in murder unless they're solved. And so this was not a solved one. So we'll see how it moves to the courts. You know, uh, 
So any anyway. Uh so there's there's good stuff going on. You can you can jump on uh the innercitynews.com and see what's going on in black America uh, around the country and, and in the diaspora, right? So I always try to run a couple of articles, what's happening on the continent. Uh, so, so, so feel free to jump over there, see what's happening. I, I know you people are, are arts paper readers. I know you are. So if you want to know what's happening, uh, there's a piece up, uh, the music, music haven fets Hispanic heritage month. Uh, so they, they had a concert. So that's good. Uh, there's something on library, the our public, free public library, uh, gives band books week a literary boost. So that, that happened. But if you want to know more about it, uh, go to the arts paper. It's all thing arts. Arts for your ass. How about that? And then, uh, if you want to really engage a little bit more locally, deeply local, um, Get yourself to the New Haven Independent. Uh, and uh, there's a piece up that Sheila Carmon did uh, about the author meetup on the other side of Yet. So that was really nice. That was good, good, good picture. Good pictures and good, good commentary. So I'll probably pull this and add some more pictures to it because uh, I've got some pictures. And so, so high five New Haven Independent for... Uh, but just doing a little pictorial of it and a little blurb about it because uh, it was such a good a good opportunity. And it was a rainy, rainy night and people came out. Like it was such a rainy, rainy night. And uh, and people showed up. It was nice. And I enjoyed talking to Michelle Hurd, Horde. Here's her, uh, here's her book, The Other Side of Yet. So... Um, she she does speak to resiliency uh, very well, and I was quite moved by her. And I was so glad that uh, I got to have the conversation with her. So thank you again to the Sisters of the Links. I so appreciate y'all because uh, it was a good conversation and it lifted my spirits. You know, I'm telling you, she was a uh, Miss Horde was a guidepost, and she didn't even know it. So thank you. So I'm out. It's the weekend, baby. And uh, I'm going to go see what I can get into. Uh, I got some errands to run, I think. Uh, I probably need some lunch. And uh, I'll see y'all maybe Monday, maybe not. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe not, Nora. Nora, take Monday off. We'll take Monday off. We'll be back Tuesday. <laughs> we will be back Tuesday. So, Nora, play whatever you want to play, girl. Find some good stuff to play uh, in 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 our absence. So enjoy Indigenous uh, People's Day, and if there's some Indigenous People's Day activities out there, uh, go immerse yourself in it. Uh, I might find myself somewhere. So I'll be back on Tuesday with Nora because Harry's not back till Thursday, and uh, I'll have a guest on Thursday. Why am I screaming? There's no need for me to be screaming. I am not in an arena. I'm just screaming my little heart out. So I'll be back with uh, Robert Reardon on Tuesday. Uh, he's a couple therapist. And he's going to talk about immersive therapy. So y'all get ready. I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Thanks, Nora, for holding it down. Thanks, Paul Bass. I'll represent well tonight. I'll see y'all later.
Progress. 